0: Sister's last words could reach him. You know, Mama, it is quite impossible not to help thinking of it, said Mary. I dare say it is, my dear. And when one knows the people, it does make it so dreadful. But do you know them? I never spoke to Mr. Crawley in my life, and I do not think I ever saw her. I knew Grace very well, when she used to come first to Miss Prettyman's school. Poor girl, I pity her. Pity her? Pity is no word for it, Mama. My heart bleeds for them, and yet I do not believe for a moment that he stole the cheque. How can it be possible? For though he may have been in debt because they've been so very, very poor, yet we all know that he's been an excellent clergyman. When the Robartses were dining here last, I heard Mrs. Robarts say that for piety and devotion to his duties, she had hardly ever seen anyone equal to him, and the Robartses know more of them than anybody. They say that the dean is his great friend.' What a pity it is that the Arabin should be away just now, when he is in such trouble. And in this way the mother and daughter went on discussing the question of the clergyman's guilt, in spite of Mrs. Walker's previously expressed desire that nothing more might be said about it. But Mrs. Walker, like many other mothers, was apt to be more free in converse with her daughter than she was with her son. While they were thus talking, the father came in from his office, and then the subject was dropped. He was a man between fifty and sixty years of age, with gray hair, rather short, and somewhat corpulent, but still gifted with that amount of personal comeliness which comfortable position and the respect of others will generally seem to give. A man rarely carries himself meanly whom the world holds high in esteem. I am very tired, my dear, said Mr. Walker. You look tired. Come and sit down for a few minutes before you dress. Mary, get your father's slippers. Mary instantly ran to the door. "'Thanks, my darling,' said the father. "'And then he whispered to his wife as soon as Mary was out of hearing. "'I fear that unfortunate man is guilty. "'I fear he is. "'I fear he is. "'Oh, heavens, what will become of them?' "'What indeed. "'She's been with me today. "'Has she? "'And what could you say to her?' "'I told her at first that I could not see her "'and begged her not to speak to me about it. "'I tried to make her understand that she should go to someone else, "'but it was of no use.' and how did it end? I asked her to go in to you, which she declined. She said you could do nothing for her. And does she think her husband guilty? No, indeed. She think him guilty? Nothing on earth or from heaven either, as I take it, would make her suppose it to be possible. She came to me simply to tell me how good he was. I love her for that, said Mrs. Walker. So did I. But what is the good of loving her? Thank you, dearest. I'll get your slippers for you some day, perhaps. The whole county was astir in this matter of this alleged guilt of the Reverend Josiah Crawley. The whole county, almost as keenly as the family of Mr. Walker of Silverbridge. The crime laid to his charge was the theft of a check for twenty pounds, which he was said to have stolen out of a pocketbook left or dropped in his house, and to have passed as money into the hands of one Fletcher, a butcher of Silverbridge, to whom he was indebted. Mr. Crawley was in those days the perpetual curate of Hogglestock, a parish in the northern extremity of East Barsetshire. a man known by all who knew anything of him to be very poor, an unhappy, moody, disappointed man, upon whom the troubles of the world always seemed to come with a double weight. But he had ever been respected as a clergyman, since his old friend Mr. Arabin, the Dean of Barchester, had given him the small incumbency which he now held. Though moody, unhappy, and disappointed, he was a hard-working, conscientious pastor among the poor people with whom his lot was cast. For in the parish of Hogglestock, there resided only a few farmers higher in degree than field labourers, brickmakers, and such like. Mr. Crawley had now passed some ten years of his life at Hogglestock, and during those years he had worked very hard to do his duty, struggling to teach the people around him perhaps too much of the mystery, but something also of the comfort of religion. That he had become popular in his parish cannot be said of him. He was not a man to make himself popular in any position. I have said that he was moody and disappointed. He was even worse than this. He was morose, sometimes almost to insanity. There had been days in which even his wife had found it impossible to deal with him otherwise than as with an acknowledged lunatic. And this was known among the farmers, who talked about their clergyman among themselves as though he were a madman. But among the very poor, among the brickmakers of Hoggle End, a lawless, drunken, terribly rough lot of humanity, he was held in high respect, for they knew that he lived hardly as they lived, that he worked hard as they